This is Ready Radio, preparing you to be ready for anything. Now, here's your survival guide for Ready Radio, John Rush. And it's Ready Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us, and I appreciate all of you that join each and every week. Some of you send me different things during the week to actually talk about or ask about, and you can always ask questions. The text line is all the same, 307 200 8222. You can ask that at any time. You can also call us on air, 303 477 5600. Don't forget the website, ready radio.com. Greg Bloom with me today, this hour in studio. Ranch Fresh Meats or Barber's Foods, you have heard him, but ranchfreshmeats.com is a place to go to actually find him. That's the easiest way to remember it. And we're going to talk today several different things, really revolving food storage. And we'll get into how should I say this, Greg? The kind of the preparedness end of things, but what you should be preparing with, and let's face it, you can have a stockpile of meat, and not that you'd be opposed to that, nope. but depending upon your situation and what you've got for refrigeration and what would actually happen and whether you're actually going to be able to hang around your home or if you have to bug out, I mean, there's all sorts of scenarios there that you may not actually end up in your home, and you may need to throw some things together rather quickly to go someplace else. And if that's the case, we've got some answers for folks. Right, and it's different for everybody. Everyone's going to have their own custom solution because of uh, do they have a generator? Do they have fuel for the generator? How big is their freezer? Uh, you know, how long are they without electricity if that ever happens? But uh, yeah, there's. I think we all need to be prepared for what happens if everything in your freezer went bad yep. because you couldn't. Uh, you didn't want to spend all your fuel keeping your freezer cold. You know, we're going to give you some suggestions today on top of what, you know, Greg just said, we're going to add to some of that. And here's the reason I'm going to, we're going to not, I, we are going to give you ideas on things that you could store yourself. Now we'll give you tips on how to do this as well, even how to store it. But you go to a place like my Patriot supply. And by the way, I'm not bad mouthing any of these nope. folks. Nope. A lot of these folks, you know, they, they, they take the, the brain damage out of a lot of these things. They've got it all mm-hmm. prepackaged, ready to go. Mm-hmm. They've typically got about a 10-year shelf life. They'll even include some things that, you know, instant orange juice, things like that, which, again, we can get into some of that today. But here's the catch. A four-week supply, 2,000 calories a day, and this doesn't say for how many people. I probably need to read the fine print. I'm guessing that's a person. Right. I'm guessing that's a person. In fact, it, it is. It's one person. Um, so one person for, for 28 days is $300. Right. It's expensive. It's not cheap, folks. No, so no. we're going to give you some alternatives today that you could store. And for those of you, you know, listening to us, the key to all food storage, and Greg will attest to this, is cool, dry place. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have a super dry place, you can make it dry. We've learned that even from some of you calling in and talking to us. Get yourself a... Five-gallon bucket with a airtight lid. Mm-hmm. Lid. I, I could care less. I buy them is. from Home Depot. Yeah, you can get a brand new one. There's there. orange like, ones with the five lids. bucks or five something. Bucks. Yeah, they're not expensive. So you mm-hmm. get get a bucket with an airtight lid, cool, dry place. And if it's not super dry, you can make it dry by adding little chiclet packets. I call. Sure. Them. Yep. I don't know what those things are actually called, but I, I call think them, they're called chiclet. I call pack. them chiclet <laughs> packets. I don't know. You guys know what I mean. It's the things that come in, you know, food and stereos and all sorts of things sure. along those lines. The the thing that's what is it, Charlie? Silica, silica. Silica. Yes, it's the thing that says do not eat. Yeah. You know, you pull it out of Less the Less times are really hard. <laughs> exactly. Do not eat. So that's the stuff we're talking about, the silica that, that Charlie just mentioned. And here's what I would suggest. And most of us have gotten into the habit of when something we get is shipped with that, we tend to toss those. Right. 
I will tell you that even myself included, you should probably find an airtight Tupperware, you know, container and start throwing all of those in a Tupperware container because they can come in very handy for the things that we're talking about. And and again, if you do this correctly, you're not going to spend any money because you're already having them sent to you in other things you're getting. Right. I just use an old pickle jar that, you know, or you could use a, any kind of mason jar with there. a lid on it that has that rubber yep. lid ring. It has yeah. a seal on it. Yeah. So mason it's sealed. Jars. Yeah. Just throw them in there. Then you see them out of your collection, kind of like loose change. Correct. And once you have them, now you've got them, and they come in handy for all sorts of things. But we're going to get into a few things today. If you have questions as we're talking, again, you can text us, 307-200-8222, 307-200-8222, which some of you already have, and we appreciate that very much, by the way. And uh, somebody wants to know, Charlie, really quick, what is the intro song for Ready Radio? What is our intro song that we use? Get Ready is the name of the song. There you go. Get Ready. So thank you for that question, by the way. But we just did a taste test. And I, you know, I'm also one of these guys, and maybe I'm a little weird. But here's here's the other problem I have with buying some of the freeze dried, you know, you buy it ahead of time, Patriot type foods. Again, not knocking them, but until you go to use them, do you have any idea how any of that tastes? You have no idea until you, no you clue, actually right? eat it, which you might never eat it. But. Now you're in an emergency, or maybe you're not, and if it's, right. if it goes past the expiration date, you're just tossing those things, and you've never even tried to see what that stuff tastes like, you could love it or hate it. Yeah, and I noticed, too, on their website that you'll get a kit, and you don't know how much of the kit is the dehydrated chicken, the dehydrated beef, or the dehydrated pinto and black beans. Like, is it one-to-one? They don't really disclose it, so until you order it, look at it, like, are you mostly getting beans? You know, But you're right, to your point, yeah, you haven't tried to see if it's any good. So what I'm, go- what I'm going to talk about today is... We're going to recommend things that you store away, and this is why Greg is here. He's my food expert, and and rightfully so. He's done this for how many years, Greg? 31. 31 years. Mm -hmm. But you grew up in this this industry as well. Mm -hmm. Yep. So like me, you've been in it even longer than 31. So really most of your life if you really want to get down to it. And, And he knows the food thing like I know cars. Let's just say it that way. That's why Greg is here. We're going to give you some very practical suggestions today of things you can store away. And what I mean by practical things, these are things where if you know you're getting close to the end of the shelf life, eat them. Right. And they will be tasty enough for you to eat. Sure. We're not going to recommend anything to you that you wouldn't eat anyways. Right. Then you don't have to waste food. Exactly. And all you're going to do, we're going to walk through how to mark your buckets and do things along those lines so you know when the expiration is and so on. But first thing we did today, which I'm very, very thankful to Greg in doing, and and I'm always a little leery... When somebody tells me they have a veggie burger they want me to taste. With reason. Because <laughs> typically they're not that they're great. terrible. Yeah, typically it's like, well, you know, if, I guess in a pinch if you had to Tastes eat it, like you Tastes like sawdust would. with salt and pepper. Yeah, yeah, and some of them do. <laughs> I mean, I've had those taste tests even at you know Costco and other places, and I will say this. They've come a long way. They are better. They're getting better. They, and that's across the board. The yeah. majority of them that are out there are getting better and better. But you brought a product in I want you to talk about that we taste tested. Charlie had some. I had some. And, and you know, I think Charlie's, you know, nodding his head up and down. I mean, it's, I, I mean, would I even just eat it to eat it? Sure. Yeah, me too. Sure. I stumbled across this product uh, about a year ago. It's developed by a vegan chef that lives in Boulder. And he's a food scientist, and okay, he's a wait, chef. Wait, wait. A vegan chef in Boulder. Yeah, a really? vegan. Yeah, yeah. Right. Never. Imagine, I know. I know that's that. like an oxymoron. <laughs> that's like seeing a conservative in Northern California. But they do exist. Yeah. Okay. No, a vegan chef. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, but he's in the right place. Okay. You know, he is. He's, he's like exactly a fish right. in the water. He is. That's yeah. right. He's a wonderful person and a very brilliant. He's found fish. his home. He's found his home. And he uh, developed this dry mix that we tasted today over 20 years, refining it, refining it, take this out, add this back. Everything that's in there, which is on the website, which I'll, we'll talk about later, is there for a reason. Okay. And it's made primarily from, it's made, the, the number one ingredient is soybeans, okay. made from soybeans. Okay. And so I can talk basically about- you're eating a bean burger. A bean burger. And I can talk so about- you, you know, a lot of folks say, well, it's a veggie burger. Well, more technically, it's actually a soybean burger is what it it's is. It's a soybean burger. Very much like there's a lot of soybean markets in the marketplace, which mm-hmm. you can go anywhere and buy right now. The difference between this one and those, though, is that it's in a dry powder mix. It's like a pancake mix. You mix it with water and oil, and it's very cheap. It's half the cost of meat. It's uh, it's uh, what's I have it on the website. You said like a per patty serving is down in the cents range. Yeah, it's 40 cents per serving. 40 cents. For, for four ounces. That's cheap. It's cheap. Versus if you go to the store and buy Impossible Beyond, That's cheap. it's hydrated. And then you got the same problem there is you have to freeze it. You lose your freezer, then what? Correct. This is like pancake mix in a 10-pound box. Yeah, the nice then- thing about this is you could, you could buy literally a box from Greg, keep it in a nice, cool, dry place. If you want to take – if you don't have that dry place, take it out. Go to the bucket method we talked about a moment ago. You write on the outside of it when you placed it and when the expiration would be. And it's really easy to tell where you're at with it. What's right. shelf life like on this, by the Two way? Two years. Two years. Now, it'll go longer than that, like beans. Someone emailed me today because we sell a lot of beans and rice and lentils on our website now. And uh, they asked me, what's the shelf life of lentils and beans? I said, well, really, it's not. Uh, it, it's actually unlimited. But they're the, be- they're the best within three years because they start to dehydrate so much that the flavor deteriorates. Still edible, still nutritious. But I would rotate my beans out every at the, le- at the every three years. I will tell you that you know, on some of those types of foods, for example, which is another one you can store because it's really easy to fix. And I don't know what the nutrition rating is, but at least it's something to munch on. Popcorn. So popcorn I know because I bought a 50-pound bag at one of the big box stores, I don't know, probably four years ago, Greg. I'm almost to the point where there's probably about five or eight pounds of it left. I've, you know, over the years have, you know, dipped into it that much and given some away and so mm-hmm. on. But even as old as it is, I can make, I can cook a batch up and it tastes fine. Yeah, it's still, it loses it. a little tiny bit of uh, moisture over yeah, the years, yeah. but it can still eat it. Yeah, there's nothing it wrong with it. It still pops. Yeah. Oh, but, yeah, yeah. And it's and honestly, it still tastes fine. At the end yeah. of the day, nobody would know any difference. If you didn't tell them, they would have no idea how old know. it is. Yeah, they wouldn't know. So that's just an example of how some of these types of, of items, how long they could actually store. I realize beans in this product are a little different than that, but... Not a lot, probably. No, I take the 24 one-pound bag case. So we sell beans and lentils and rice in a 24 one-pound bag, and I put those in the bucket and then put the lid on, make it tight, and then put it in my basement and label it. You know, so I've got a couple for pintos, a couple for blacks, a couple for, you know, all the different beans. You could do the same with this. It'd be no different. Same thing. You know, you're, you're, the, the biggest risk to this, honestly, is rodents. Right, getting and into beans, and eating it, yeah, right? Yeah, mice and rats and So if you snakes. have it in a plastic bucket, yeah, that's just not going to happen, folks. Yeah, that's why you want to put it in a bucket mm-hmm. rather than just leave it in the box that it comes yeah, in. It, well, yeah, a mouse will chew right through that, right as through you guys it. all know. Yeah, right. Oh, and a heartbeat. Right. Not only will they take the box and use it to nest with, but they'll eat all your food. And they'll leave you a thank you gift, in <laughs> many of them. <laughs> yeah, many, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you get many, many more mice, actually, <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> so, yeah, no, you, you don't want to do that. And, uh, uh, and here's what's funny about that. You don't even have to be in an area where there's a lot of rodents. They will just, they just find it. They, they can smell yeah, miles they know, away. They know miles where to go away. and they will find it. Yeah, I had, uh, never, it's a whole different story, but I had got everything out of my camper trailer, everything that they could possibly eat, and they still got in there. You know why, right? 
I don't know. They, you know what they found? They, you know what they wanted was the napkins to chew up to make a nest. Oh, well, and mice, <laughs> mice are kind of like, think of it this way. It's not exactly this way, but it's very close. They're a lot like salmon. Okay. They know where they were, where they grew up, and oh. they can smell things even up to a couple of miles away to know where to go ah. back to. Okay. So in a way, they're like salmon. Where That's why it's so hard to get rid of them yeah. once they've nested in a particular place. That makes sense. It's like, it's like, trying, to get, you know, it's like trying to get a salmon from that going to its home. That makes sense because I park my RV every winter in the same spot. And so they know where to go. Swimming upstream or doing Pretty the much. ET thing. Go home, ET. Yeah, Pretty right. much. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's very hard to get rid of oh, rodents that's why. in that case. Yeah, even that's though why. you got everything out of that that's smell. Right. Yeah, no, they right. just know. Yeah. So it's very it's very difficult. So, yeah, you want to keep these things cool, dry place. And, and, again, we gave you some tips on how to keep it dry inside the bucket. And, again, for those of us here in Colorado, the, the moisture thing is not a big, big deal. Some of the basements that some of you have might get a little bit more humidity than others, but you still want to keep it nice and cool. So just keep that moisture out by throwing those packets in we just talked about. Yeah. And the great thing about this product too, is it's not like um, some gross dehydrated something that you bought for a backpack trip that you're never going to eat unless times get really bad. This stuff's actually pretty good. So actually Christy and I, uh, eat this every week now we still love meat we still eat mm. more meat than this but this is this product's pretty good it, yeah it, it isn't charlie and i are actually multiples of us here at the station had it and i don't know is there anybody that didn't like it well maybe they were too polite to say but no one said that i, I mean I, I i'm i'm pretty honest and i will tell you that here's my honest opinion is it as good as a hamburger nothing's as good as a hamburger no. so no it's not as good as a hamburger is the texture though, and if you put it on, you know, we had sliders. So if you put it on a small bun, and you put, you know, like an onion and a and a, a piece of tomato or an avocado or something like that along with it, and put a little bit of sauce on it, can you tell the difference then? Uh, vaguely, mm-hmm. although it's it's in that case not much different. Probably the biggest difference is you're because it's a different, it's a plant based product. It doesn't have all of that fat and juiciness to right. it that you would normally get in a burger. That's probably the biggest difference you would notice. Yes, you're right. Which is why you have to put a lot of sauce on it or some Correct. really wet, sloppy tomatoes. But for some of you yeah. where you might have some gut issues and you're a little bit more susceptible to that fat and you really want to eat things lean and or you've just got an aversion to red meat for whatever reason. Some of you have dietary needs where it's not because you're a vegetarian. It's just because of the way things are. You don't have much choice but to eat other things. Here's your alternative. Yeah, almost everybody down in their family or extended family, when you have a group of people over, uh, you know, if you've got 10 people over there, one or two people says, you know what, I'm trying not to eat meat right now, or I don't eat meat, or I'm trying to go vegan. So, you know, how easy was it to mix up that dry mix that I just showed well, you? It took minutes. I want to explain that. So we normally go to the you know, about 20 after to take a break, but be, because we're at a time where I want to allow Greg plenty of time to come back and talk about how you make this because there's some there's some keys to this. And again, point being here, folks, this is a dry mix. So think pancake powder. Exactly. Okay. So this is a burger that's going to come out of pancake powder. Think of it that way. Right. Literally. In fact, when this is sitting in the bag, if you have some of the full grain pancake mix that's out there, you may not know the difference between the two. That's correct. This will be a little bit more pinkish probably. Yeah, one mix. But but that's that's about it. I mean, if you look at them next to one another and they were in a unlabeled bag... That's pretty much how it looks. You it's might not know the difference. Yeah, yeah, looks, some wouldn't. Yeah, exactly. In fact, right. when I first looked at it, I'm like, I thought you were bringing veggie burgers. <laughs> 
And then, then Greg, started, Greg started to explain to me how this is going to work. I'm like, okay, now you know, now I understand. But at first, I'm like, well, I thought you were bringing veggie burgers. Yeah. I didn't know it was in a powder. Yeah, you don't know. I really had no it. idea. Until you mix it and cook it, you so don't know. So we're going to get into how that works in a moment again. This is one of those great things that as we talk through the rest of this hour on just the food preparedness. And, and folks, again, this isn't just for end-of-the-world stuff, Okay. We, we talk about that. We want to be prepared just in case. But you could be preparing from anything from a natural disaster in Colorado. We could have tornadoes, floods, long power outages, uh, bad snowstorms. I mean, you go down the list. There's all sorts mm-hmm. of things that can cause that. And, again, if you've got just a few things stored away that make you, you know, where you can make it through and you're, you're a lot healthier, you know, coming out of it than everybody else around you, well, why not? Yeah, right. Why not? Well, you know, why run down to the grocery store when they're probably going to be closed anyways when you don't have to because you've had this instead? Right. So, yeah, again, we'll talk about some of that as soon as we come back. Don't go anywhere. Ready Radio, all of our great sponsors, everything, Greg included, they're all listed on ready-radio.com. But we'll be right back. This is Ready Radio, KLZ 560. In such an uneasy and unpredictable time that we live in, growing your own food is becoming a necessity. Colorado Greenhouse Builders is a local family-owned and operated business that specializes in custom cedar greenhouses. Owners Jason and Annette have over 35 years of construction management experience and have built multi-million dollar greenhouse structures all over the country. Colorado Greenhouse Builders is one of the few companies that specializes in geothermal heating. Geothermal heating utilizes the sun's light and heat to create an amazing year-round growing opportunity. Their geothermal heating has proven to be a gardener's dream, even in our cold Colorado winters. They can provide a custom consultation that includes an evaluation of your site and then provide recommendations and a custom plan for all your growing needs. Call Colorado Greenhouse Builders at 720-539-9806 or find them at ready-radio.com. That's ready-radio.com. You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. We all know the chip can be fixed, but who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972 and it still leads the industry in cutting edge technology. Backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company, while other glass repair services offer limited warranties or worse none at all you can trust the original novus pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield find a novus location near you by going to our website drive-radio.com just click on the novus link that's novus autoglass a proud sponsor of drive radio Absolute Electrical Heating and Air not only handles all of your electrical and HVAC needs, they can also help you get ready for the what-ifs of life. When the mustard gas is filling your neighborhood, you'll want a HEPA filter to keep your family safe. When the napalm catches your neighbor's trees on fire, you'll still be breathing clean, fresh, smokeless air with your Solus Air HEPA filter. With a combination of our generators and air filters, your family won't miss the conveniences of modern society, no matter what the circumstances are. So for all your electrical heating and cooling needs, give them a call today at 720-526-0231 or find them at ready-radio.com. That's Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, a major sponsor of Fix-It Radio, Drive Radio, and of course, Ready Radio. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. 
Have you been thinking about a new pair of glasses? Maybe some prescription sunglasses? Well, look no further than Stack Optical. Since 1968, yes, you heard me right. Since 1968, Stack Optical has been providing the most comprehensive quality ocular care for their patients. This family-owned business is proud to be one of the few optical offices that has their own on-site eyeglass production and eyeglass repair studio. Stack Optical, located at 2233 South Monaco Parkway, features the most extensive lines of eyeglass frames, sunglasses, and contact lenses to ensure that you love your appearance and experience superior comfort. Our comprehensive eye exams proactively diagnose eye conditions and diseases while providing the most accurate vision care. We welcome you to experience a lifetime of superior ocular care from doctors that are devoted to your eye health. Call now for your $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. At Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. Your roof is one of the most important parts of your home and yet is one of the most neglected. We all tend to think it'll last forever without any maintenance or repairs until a hail or windstorm comes around and does damage to your roof. The problem with that mentality is it's wrong. Do you know that RoofMax is a product that can rejuvenate your roof and give you up to five to seven years of additional life? Do you know that the application can be done more than once so that the life of your roof can be extended for up to 15 years? The reason shingles break with wind and hail is because they're dried out and brittle. RoofMax is an organic product that rejuvenates your asphalt shingles, making them more flexible and durable at the same time. Call Dave Hart today and get your roof inspected. It's a no-obligation inspection that will tell you what condition your roof is in and what can be done to extend the life of your roof, which, in the end, saves you money. Call Dave Hart at 303-710-6916 or visit our website, fixitradio.com or drive-radio.com. All right, good friend of mine, too, just uh, mentioned something when it comes to preparedness and having all this food storage and so on. Uh, what if you have some sort of a traumatic accident? Mm. where you just don't have the wherewithal, the energy even, Greg, to go shop, go to the store, you know, do all the things that you normally would do when you're feeling really, really well. Having things like this and being more prepared even makes those times that much easier. So, again, this is just not end-of-the-world stuff. It's just how to be prepared in general. Yeah, and this stuff also, this dry mix, I call it the beef-style quick burger mix. Uh, I have used it several times when Christy and I come home from work and we forgot to thaw out something for dinner. And, you know, you could you could speed thaw out something, but it's going to take yeah, a while. And, you same. know, you don't really want to go out. You you could mix this dry quick mix in 10 minutes. Okay, so let's look. I did, you and I did this. Mm -hmm. so you did the work, but I was standing there yeah, watching. Yeah, you and, got to witness what yeah, I was I, doing. Yeah, I got to witness all of it. Yeah. And, and not, not that difficult. So walk us through how this works. It's very, very interesting, actually. So the dry... Quick Mix comes in a powder, and it's on the website, ranchfreshmeats.com, and it says Beef Style Burger Quick Mix, and you can find it in several places on the website. It's under weekly specials right now, which okay. is on the homepage. Okay. And then there's 10 one-pound bags in there, and then you saw the bag. Mm -hmm. looks like pancake mix. Mm -hmm. And we mixed uh, one cup of that with one and a third cups of cold water with two tablespoons of oil, and you can use any kind of oil. Well, and I and the oil is the binder. It's the binder. Okay. It, so if you forgot the oil... 
it's still going to work, still going to cook, still going to taste the same, right. but you'll have like taco meat instead of a burger. Right. It won't hold together. It's just not going to stay together. Yeah, Nothing, well, nothing's binding together to exactly hold it right. together. Yeah. That's like exactly the fat right. would be doing in a regular hamburger, exactly right. right? Exactly right. Okay. So then I mixed it, and you don't have to use ice cold water, even though that's what we recommend on the website and on the package. And the reason for the cold water is? It uh, helps it uh, kind of sets thicken it up, up right? It, thicks, uh, it gets yeah. thicker in 10 minutes. If you didn't use cold water, let's say uh, you have no refrigeration, using room temperature water, it's fine. It just takes longer for it to get thick. Okay. And the reason it needs to get thick is because then it's kind of like ground beef. Now it's a patty. Peanut butter. Yeah. And you can you make a patty. put it in a ball, make a right. patty, throw it on the grill. Totally understand. Uh, if, you, if you couldn't do that, you could spread it thin on an electric skillet. And, and still just, cook it and eat and it. And still cook it and chop it up and make taco meat. Sure. Or throw it in spaghetti or lasagna. When you throw it in spaghetti or lasagna... Most people don't know that it's not beef. Yeah, you wouldn't. No, I can already tell you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. I mean, even this patty we had, like I said earlier, if it wasn't for the lack of juice, right? You know, the the the, the fat content of a burger. If yeah. you didn't know that wasn't, I mean, if you if you ate this, that would be the telltale difference. Because taste, I'll, I'll, I'll be quite frank. Um, now, I'm really spoiled because I've gotten used to eating Ranch Fresh Meats burgers, mm-hmm. which is even different than eating store-bought burgers. So I'm really, really spoiled. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm pretty spoiled on burgers and can taste a really good burger versus a not-so-good burger. A not-so-good burger in this is pretty equal, Greg. Right. As far as taste goes. Yeah, right. Pretty yeah. equal. It, this just, just, you know, compared to beef, this is dry. Yes. Which is why you have to serve it with lots of sauce. I served it with tomatoes, avocado. I took some mayonnaise and some uh, uh, Mexican hot sauce and blend them together to make a nice sauce for your bun. Yeah, so it does It does tend to be dry. But I will tell you guys, if you had to eat this dry, I mean, without, it, it, again, we get these scenarios yeah. where, hey, we don't have veggies. We don't have all this stuff around yeah. because it's sort of this end of the world scenario. Could you eat this and would it be better than some of the other powdered foods that are out there? Yes. Yeah. In fact, I batch cook these. I'll make uh, three cups of this with three cups of water, seven tablespoons of oil. Makes enough burgers for me, for like 25 burgers. And I put them in Ziploc bags, individual ones, throw them in the cooler. They last two weeks that way. And I just grab them on the way to work. It's like eating jerky I'd or something for along breakfast, those lines, right? Yeah. They're delicious. They yeah. are delicious. Yeah. Yeah. And they- uh, I could see that. And, and they're you, cheap. you were also saying, too, that this is sort of like pizza or spaghetti. The day after- it's actually better tasting than it is the day of. Exactly right. It's just like a soup. If you if we made soup today, it would be okay. But that put that in the refrigerator in the garage and eat it tomorrow for dinner, like spaghetti sauce, it's the same thing. The flavors all blend together and start to work. Mm-hmm. And, and so it tastes even better tomorrow. Okay, so what's the secret ingredient of this versus a lot of the other veggie burgers that are out there? Well, the there really isn't a secret ingredient. In fact, if you look at the ingredient deck on this, which is on my website or on the box, and look at some of the burgers that are prepared that you'd buy frozen in the meat case at any store, the, the difference is those people owe millions and millions of dollars to investors, and it's sold at a retail store that has a 50 or 60% markup. And this does This it. does not. This does it. This has hasn't gone through an impossible burger that owns $300 million back to, you know. Mm-hmm. So th- this product is very, very comparable to those products, really is. Actually, I think it's probably, Charlie, you've had some of the taste testing things at, you know, Costco and other things like I have. What, what are your, I mean, better than Costco, same as Costco? What are your thoughts? A different than. Yeah. Okay. I did a blind taste test at home. I would agree. Different than. Yeah. yeah. I did a blind taste test at home, and I went and bought all the stuff that I could find at the retail store, and there was like four items, four different. And I and I cooked this, and I was the only one that knew which was which, and everyone just voted by the number, and it was a, it was a tie. 
three voted for this, three voted for this, three voted for that. I mean, everyone's palate's different. It's almost mm-hmm. like doing a taste test for anything. Right. Which chocolate chip cookies the better? Well, right. some people like more chocolate, some people like more salt. So Correct. it's one of those. Correct. None of them were bad. Mm. But this is a 40 cents a serving versus... You know, this the forty Some of those a can serve. be two dollars a this serving. This is a dollar sixty a pound once you mix it with water and oil. A dollar sixty a pound. A dollar sixty a pound. And what's yeah. ground beef right now? Wholesale mm. three twenty five. I was gonna say three, three to four bucks. So it's half the cost at. of meat. Yeah, okay. I sell this to restaurants now, and they love it. So. Because their food cost is awesome. So, so half the cost of meat, and again, the reason why we're talking about it for Ready Radio is the shelf life, mm-hmm. unrefrigerated shelf life is the key here. Right. Unrefrigerated shelf life. I mean, literally, folks, two plus years, and really, I'm guessing, cool, dry place. I could see three, four years being pretty easy out of this if you had. Yeah, to. the chef that developed it said it might start to get kind of cakey. It might start to stick together, but you could just kind of beat it apart like you do ice. When still you're eat up. it. You can still eat it. But you know, I think that this product is so good that you're going to eat it before uh-huh. two years anyway. It's not like, and and then you'll just you'll replenish rotate it. it out. You just rotate it out. Yeah, that's what I recommend. Which we, you know, something we haven't talked about much here in the in the past few weeks. If you've been doing some of this preparedness for a while now, you do need to be looking at some of your dates. And figuring out where are you at, what should you be eating and replacing it with versus just letting it sit. Because eventually, if you let it sit long enough, it's going to have no value to it at all. Yeah, really should have an Excel spreadsheet, you know, with what's in your pantry. I mean, it doesn't take that long to take inventory, throw your dates on there, throw it up on the side of your freezer in the garage or wherever you're going to see it and just rotate it Great out. idea. Now, the bad thing about this product is uh, because there's no saturated fat in it, it'll stick to everything. So you have to put a nice coating of spray. And you saw me do that mm-hmm. even on the George Foreman grill, which is a nonstick surface. I still sprayed it with with oil. So it's just, again, it'd be one of those things, throw that in your can. Yeah. That stuff, by the way, I don't know that there is a shelf life to it. It's in, it's in an aerosol can. It's, as long as it's going to come out of the can, it's probably good. It's probably good for a couple of years. I mean, you're, it'll last as long as what's in the bucket, probably yeah. longer, yeah. actually. Yeah. So. And, and if the product does stick to whatever you're doing, yeah, you can deal. still eat it. Yeah, it's not that it's unedible. You make tacos instead of burgers. Right. Yeah. Well, and if it's <laughs> it's an end-of-world scenario, you're just eating whatever you can. Who With cares? your fingers. You yeah, at that point, I mean, and, and here's, here's another question I had for you that I didn't ask you as we were going through this process. You just said eat with your fingers. If you really didn't have any way of cooking this, can you eat it uncooked? You could. You okay. can eat it uncooked. And it's 22 grams of protein per four So ounces. if you really were in a really, really bad shape... Yeah. Didn't have the ability to even cook this. You could eat this, and it would give you nourishment. You you could. Okay. You could. And if you just didn't have a cooking apparatus, you run out of fuel, you've got nothing, you know, you could you could probably – I'm going to try to nuke it. You asked me about microwave. Yeah, it. microwave. It. I haven't tried that, which maybe you wouldn't have electricity for that, but I'm also going to try to boil it in hot water in a bag, like sous vide cook well, it. that's a good idea. Just to say, sure. you know, if you're boiling eggs and you're like, hey, let's maximize our fuel efficiency here, we're boiling a whole bunch of hard-boiled eggs, or, hey, our freezer is just about – like everything's going to spoil, so you're going to want to cook Cooking all that. everything. You're going to yeah. cook everything and then salt it so that it'll last a little longer for you. Well, you could throw some of this in a, in a bag. I'm going to try it. Not a bad idea. Now, I've got – go ahead. No, I was going to say, too, the, what gave me this thought was when this is all mixed together and you smell it, it doesn't have any kind of a – bad smell it doesn't have a beefy kind of you know no. you know everybody kind of knows what that raw meat smell is like which some people love some people hate reality is there's really not a lot of smell to it so it's one of those how should i say this greg it's one of those foods where if you had to eat it raw could you and would it be that bad no no you could get by with it 
Yeah. Wash it down with a little bit of water and you're in good <clears throat> shape. What's the nutritional value of this like? It's on the website. Very good nutritionals. 22 grams of protein. It's a little high in sodium. Which if you're at the end of the world scenario, who you cares? Don't care. yeah, yeah, at but, that point, you need it. Yeah, there's enough uh, sodium phosphate in it to counter off the sodium, though. And so it's very, it was developed by a vegan chef, food scientist, who sells it to healthcare. So those dietitians and those nutritionists are super careful about nutritionals. And, so it's, and it's being sold there. So, I, I, you know, it's like, it's like anything, though. Um, you know, there's always something you could pick apart. Like, for example, this made with soybeans. So if you're soy intolerant, you're not going to eat it. Right. It has... It has wheat gluten in it to find it and make it taste better. Yeah, that's another thing you you mentioned. If you need gluten-free, this isn't your answer. We have a gluten-free version coming out. But most people aren't allergic to gluten. There's a few. There's a few. Mm -hmm. But if it's the end of the world... I think you might not care as much, you know, if it gives you, you know, I don't know. <laughs> you, you're probably, well, at that point, you're going to eat whatever you can get a hold of. Right. Just because you're going to need the nourishment anyways. But again, that was the other thing I was, I was thinking is, okay, so how does it, because I didn't look this up, I guess I should have, difference of ha- regular hamburger patty. So four ounces, for four ounces, what's the difference in nutritional value from one to the other? Well, the, the four ounce burger has more iron in it. Okay. Uh, the real burger has more iron, it has more zinc. It has, uh, of course, saturated fat, which is good for us. Which we need. You know, which we need. Right. There's no saturated fat in this at all, yeah, which is why it sticks to everything. Yeah, zilch. Zilch. That's why you need oil. Yeah, there's, there's, no, um, there's no juice coming off of this. No. Well, the only no. juice you're going to have off of this is whatever you put on the pan to start with. Yeah, I can tell you, too, that the developer of this, this uh, uh, Chef Ron, he didn't design this to replace beef. No. So Impossible and Beyond, if you watch the TED Talks of the founders, their mission in life is to end animal agriculture, which is why they made a product that looks, feels, tastes, smells like beef because they want to replace beef. This product isn't that. This no, product it's is... A, it's a beef alternative. It's beef it alternative, is. but it's, yeah. not, it's not really designed to replace yeah. meat. His mission is not to replace no, beef. No, no. So it doesn't bleed, you know, and it doesn't... That's not sold in the meat case <laughs> next to ground beef. So, yeah. So the nutritionals are a little bit different. Makes sense. They are. Makes sense. Okay. Let's talk about some other foods that folks you know, could be or should be storing as well. Because, again, you can't just live on... I mean, I guess you could if you had to, but ideally... You'd want some other things to go along with this. What else should you be stocking up on, or what else would you have in, in your storage? This product is a great And you notice base. I said storage, not pantry. That's right. Storage. Storage. Bigger than a pantry. Yeah, not pantry, yeah, but storage. Yeah. yeah, it could be you know third of your basement could, or whatever. Or yeah, whatever, whatever. It, Corner of your basement. To each his own. Yeah, to each his own. Uh, this this uh, Quick Mix, Beef Style Burger Quick Mix, it's called, makes a great base for adding black beans or pinto beans or jalapenos or anything that a chef chefy person wants to try to add to it. It's really a nice base. Kind of like a pancake mix. You can add walnuts, blueberries, pecans, raspberries, strawberries. Sure. This is very much like that. So uh, to answer your question, I, I've mixed uh, black beans with this and pinto beans with this. They're very good. Jalapenos with it, very good. So I keep uh, you know, seven different varieties of beans, dry beans, in my pantry in my and, and lentils. And, you know, and I'm not just, uh, like to your point earlier, you know, I'm not just waiting for years to come to see if I need them. I'm eating those, and I'm learning how you're to soak rota- beans. You're rotating those is yeah, what you're doing. Yeah, I had to learn how to soak beans because I didn't grow up, you know, eating a lot of beans. And so all these Colorado dry beans that I sell now on ranchfreshmeats.com, the, you, know, you have to learn how to soak them. You have to think about tomorrow. I want to eat beans tomorrow, so you soak them today. And, you know, you can boil them the day of. Right. But they're not as not good. The same. They're not as good. Yeah, I remember so, those days of my grandmother doing that. It's yeah. not. It's just not the same. You go into any Mexican restaurant, almost any of them in Denver, uh, that are owned by people that are from Mexico or second or third generation, they're not buying canned pinto beans. They're, they're soaking, soaking their beans. own, right? They're buying 50-pound bags of beans, and they're soaking them, and then they're making the refried beans in-house. 
That's why they're so good. Well, and that's what, and that's also how they save money because there's somebody else getting, you know, charging you to do that. Essentially, exactly right. They're not dumb. No, good no. for them. Yeah. So I mean, uh, to answer your question, uh, you know, beans, and then you got to think about protein. Beans are protein, right? protein, and they are fiber. But you know, you're going to get tired of beans and rice after a while. And rice too. You know, rice and beans together make up a complete amino acid. Beans all by themselves are missing an amino acid to help your body digest it and absorb it. So that's why beans and rice together. You don't have to eat, you know, one bite, one bite, but together in a meal is a complete amino acid. And you'll hear that from most dietitians and nutritionists. Mm. They learn that when they're in school. I didn't know that. Which is why most cultures eat beans and rice together. I did not know that. And then you don't really need, if you can't afford meat. You can get by with that. You can, you can live on it. You can live on it. So I have lots of rice. We sell white rice, Colorado Proud white rice at our website. And I also have some brown rice. I really don't like brown rice. Do you like brown rice? Mm, depends. Depends on how it's what, what it's served with. Yeah, depends. Yeah, yeah. depends. Yeah. It's, it's not. It's it's as you as you know. It's grainier. It's it's, it's more textury. Yeah, I yeah. guess the best better way to say that. A little more chewy. Yeah, it's a little chewier. Yeah. It's 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 rougher. It's rougher. Probably the best way to right. say it. It's right. just rougher. Yeah. Not that I don't like it. It's just you got to know what you're getting into. Right. Yeah. Super. So yeah, I mean, I think that's all I can think of. Other we've talked before about you know rotating out cans of spam that you mm -hmm. buy you know at Costco. And we do that, which is canned meat. We just ate canned spam last it's, week it's for breakfast because we had we had a we had a can that was expiring, mm -hmm. so we ate it to replace it, and it's delicious. But it, literally, that's what it is: is canned ham. It's canned ham. It's spiced ham. Talk, it's, talk about yeah. like because this is something I learned from you in, on one of the tours we went through. Talk about you know sausage, hamburgers, things like that, or not sausage, but hot dogs and, and sausage and things like that. Well, most um, sausage that you would buy retail, most of it's fully cooked. Okay. All hot dogs are fully cooked. All hot dogs. All hot right. dogs. You cannot buy a hot you dog. Can't buy a raw hot dog. That's right. not fully cooked. They don't. No, some sausages will say fully cooked, and some will say raw, or you know, they'll tell you how to prepare it. Uh, it depends on what. But you a hot dog is hot dog. A hot dog. A hot dog already always cooked. cooked. Yeah, and so you so like can, bologna. Basically. You can you can just open them and so eat you can them. take a hot dog, open that just like bologna and eat it and, and eat go. it cold. Okay, another dumb question, which I already know the answer to, but some may be thinking this: Can you freeze them? Uh, hot dogs? Yeah, yeah, you can. But just like any prepared meat they item, don't taste as good afterwards. It's not do as they? good. It's not okay. as good. No, something happens to the cell structure. Yeah, I don't understand why. The cells, well, the cell structure expands, and then when you thaw it out, it purges the moisture out because the cell was damaged. Dries them out. So they dry, and they're just not as good. Well, regular meat doesn't do that. No regular, no, regular fresh raw meat, you can take a steak or a hamburger and blast freeze it really fast under super like minus 35, which is what we do at Ranch Fresh Meats, and you thaw that out, you don't know it was ever... Um, Never know it was frozen, No, in right? fact, you know, most people don't know that when they go to the retail store, most of the meat in that case and all the fish was frozen. At one time. Yeah, at one time. In fact, they're just doing a, what do you call it? Before a, it came there, they're just slowly thawing it, right? It's called a slack and date program. When they open up the box, it says, it says, meat service manager, when you open this box, date it 14 days from today and put it in your case. And so if you go there in the morning and start pushing on the meat there, it's all still frozen. Just like bread. Have you ever noticed that about bread? The bread's all frozen, too. Because of uh, logistics and shelf life and, you know, uh, they don't want to have spoilage, it's all shipped frozen now. So you people think they're buying a fresh steak in the store? Uh-uh. What, what about meat was, markets, same? Uh, it depends, depends on the meat. It depends on the meat market. It depends. There are some that are super, super committed to fresh meat and only fresh meats. And one of those would be Tony's Meats. Okay. And I sell them. And they will not buy frozen meat. Okay. Because that's their niche. Right. That's their niche. And is yeah. it now? Is it like the old days of having a side of beef in the back that you know, Mr. Tony's back there cutting some off of, or? 
Yeah, no, they buy subprimals. They don't buy carcasses anymore. They used to, but uh, they do dry age in their stores. Okay. So, and I don't sell that. You I don't tell- see too many. I mean, it used to be when I was a kid. Charlie can remember this. So can you, Greg? You'd go into a even a King Supers or a Safeway. Yeah. And you'd see that you'd see the butcher back there. He'd be you know carving away on a you know full you know full slab side of side of beef. You know, cutting things up, getting them put into the. Yeah. You know, in fact, you could go in there and say, "Hey, I'd like some T bones." And if they weren't out in the case, you'd wait a few minutes. He'd go back there and. He'd, he'd cut you some up, and yeah. there you, you know, and you'd even ask how thick of them do you want, and yeah, and away you go. They don't do that anymore. No, when they? I started in the meat business, uh, they still uh, hauled carcasses around on railers. So they were on a metal rail with a hook mm-hmm. through the back hawk, hanging from the ceiling. And many, many stores uh, back in the early seventies, mid mid seventies, when I was a kid, all the Safeway stores, they would rail in that carcass. They had a rail, mm-hmm. and they'd hook it in, and then it would mm-hmm. be hanging there, and then go cut mm-hmm. it off there. And like I knew guys back then yeah. that worked in the butcher department that yeah. were. They were butchers, right? And then they, over they time, worked there and did that, yeah. And that that was an art too, right? That was an art. Yeah, if you were a butcher bu- a in the early seventies yeah. and oh, before, yeah. you knew all the parts of the carcass. You know where things came from. Today's meat case people, they don't know that because they don't have to cut it up. Even though he's got the butcher apron on, he's not really a butcher. No, or not she's really. not really a he's butcher. He's mostly a case unloader. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Yeah, I'm not, not making just, fun of you, but it's just the you're not a butcher anymore. Yeah, you're not a butcher. No, no. It's just the way it is. There are still places, though, that do butchery. Those okay. little independent family-owned okay. meat markets. Okay. There's a few of them around. And, okay. uh, but, uh, you know, what what changed the thing with the carcasses is really logistics. Yes. Nobody. How, how do you wrap a carcass and put it on a pallet? You can't. Do you cellophane wrap it? It hangs off a four by four pallet. Right. People call it up me all the time. Greg, I need a, a half a beef carcass. I say, I, how am I going to get that in? That's going to take up two pallet positions on a truck. That's not efficient for fuel. Right. That's going to cost me eight hundred bucks to freight it in here. Right. So uh, we don't do it. It's everything's in boxes. You got to buy subprimals. You got to buy your ribeyes already separated from your tapas, separated from your rounds. It's the way it is. Okay. All right. Guys, if you have any questions for Greg, let us know. We've got in here till the top of the hour, of course, Ready Radio, and we've got a few more suggestions on just food storage, what you should do, how you should store some of these things properly, even some of the red meat and things that you have right now. Uh, we will be back and talk more about that. Again, if you got a question for Greg, please let me know. Text line 307 200 8222. And don't forget, uh, Greg's website directly, ranchfreshmeats.com. Ranchfreshmeats.com. This is Ready Radio. We'll be right back. KLZ 560. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air not only handles all of your electrical and HVAC needs, they can also help you get ready for the what-ifs of life. When the mustard gas is filling your neighborhood, you'll want a HEPA filter to keep your family safe. When the napalm catches your neighbor's trees on fire, you'll still be breathing clean, fresh, smokeless air with your Solus Air HEPA filter. With a combination of our generators and air filters, your family won't miss the conveniences of modern society, no matter what the circumstances are. So for all your electrical heating and cooling needs, give them a call today at 720-526-0231 or find them at ready-radio.com. That's Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, a major sponsor of Fix-It Radio, Drive Radio, and of course, Ready Radio. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. Have you been thinking about a new pair of glasses? Maybe some prescription sunglasses? Well, look no further than Stack Optical. Since 1968, Yes, you heard me right. Since 1968, Stack Optical has been providing the most comprehensive quality ocular care for their patients. This family-owned business is proud to be one of the few optical offices that has their own on-site eyeglass production and eyeglass repair studio. 
Stack Optical, located at 2233 South Monaco Parkway, features the most extensive lines of eyeglass frames, sunglasses, and contact lenses to ensure that you love your appearance and experience superior comfort. Our comprehensive eye exams proactively diagnose eye conditions and diseases while providing the most accurate vision care. We welcome you to experience a lifetime of superior ocular care from doctors that are devoted to your eye health. Call now for your $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. At Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. Your roof is one of the most important parts of your home and yet is one of the most neglected. We all tend to think it'll last forever without any maintenance or repairs until a hail or windstorm comes around and does damage to your roof. The problem with that mentality is it's wrong. Do you know that RoofMax is a product that can rejuvenate your roof and give you up to five to seven years of additional life? Do you know that the application can be done more than once so that the life of your roof can be extended for up to 15 years? The reason shingles break with wind and hail is because they're dried out and brittle. RoofMax is an organic product that rejuvenates your asphalt shingles, making them more flexible and durable at the same time. Call Dave Hart today and get your roof inspected. It's a no-obligation inspection that will tell you what condition your roof is in and what can be done to extend the life of your roof, which, in the end, saves you money. Call Dave Hart at 303-710-6916 or visit our website, fixitradio.com or drive-radio.com. You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. We all know the chip can be fixed, but who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972 and it still leads the industry in cutting edge technology. Backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company, while other glass repair services offer limited warranties or worse none at all you can trust the original novus pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield find a novus location near you by going to our website drive-radio.com just click on the novus link that's novus autoglass a proud sponsor of drive radio in such an uneasy and unpredictable time that we live in, growing your own food is becoming a necessity. Colorado Greenhouse Builders is a local family-owned and operated business that specializes in custom cedar greenhouses. Owners Jason and Annette have over 35 years of construction management experience and have built multi-million dollar greenhouse structures all over the country. Colorado Greenhouse Builders is one of the few companies that specializes in geothermal heating. Geothermal heating utilizes the sun's light and heat to create an amazing year-round growing opportunity. Their geothermal heating has proven to be a gardener's dream even in our cold Colorado winters. They can provide a custom consultation that includes an evaluation of your site and then provide recommendations and a custom plan for all your growing needs. Call Colorado Greenhouse Builders at 720-539-9806 or find them at ready-radio.com. That's ready-radio.com. All right, we are back. Ready Radio, KLZ 560. A couple of things I want to kind of talk to Greg about. I want to get into food inflation in a moment because it is real. And as Greg and I were talking through the break there, you're seeing even at restaurants sort of a lag in some of the prices that you're seeing at restaurants. It's going to get worse, by the way, because food, we all know, food lags behind 
the rest of inflation. It also takes a little longer for it to come down once inflation starts to come back down. So there's always this lag time that's out there. One thing, though, I was going to talk to you about that we haven't gotten into yet, and I wanted to get your feeling on this because there's a lot of conspiracy, I think, and maybe it's not, maybe it's real. What about some of these food processing plants out there and the fires that are, are going on with some of them? I know there hasn't been any in the last several weeks, but there for a while it seemed like there was almost a fire on a weekly basis at some of the major you know, processing plants. And to me, it just it's like, wait a minute, how can there be that many fires and have it you know, not have something else attributing to it. It just, to me, can't be coincidental. But, you know, maybe maybe I'm wrong, and maybe there's a lot more processing plants out there, and this is just what made the news, and it makes it look like it's worse than it is. You're the food guy. Well, I subscribe to a lot of meat industry and food industry blogs and emails, and I get a ton of emails like you do in the auto mm -hmm. industry. And so most of those are explained later uh, by some internal thing, like something caught on fire, but it wasn't set on intentionally when they investigated. So it does seem like there's some sort of you know bad thing going on with some people behind it. But to this point, I have not seen evidence of that. Okay, it just it just seems highly coincidental, doesn't it? But yeah. but as we you know, read about, and, and unless the news isn't being honest with us, you, you know, we don't know about the media anymore. True, true. We don't know if things are being covered up or spun. True. We just kind of have to rely. But, you know, why, I, I why would I think now, though, you'd hear if there was, you know, Charlie and I talk about this all the time when it comes to some of these conspiracies. If there was really something going on there, you, you know, people talk. Right. Okay. I mean, people talk. They just, do. Just, just the way it is. I yeah. mean, if there were... You know, it's kind of like Alex Jones, you know, being convicted, you know, yesterday of what's going on with Sandy Hook and his claims that it never happened and so on. And the reality is if there were something that was this is my view always, if there really was something governmentally uh, behind Sandy Hook and it never really happened, and it was just some big ploy to get the, you know, to get the which trust me, they capitalize on everything they can to squash the Second Amendment. But I don't think Sandy Hook was a event put out by the government to squash the Second Amendment. Did they capitalize on those events? Sure. Absolutely, they do. And do they, do they do everything they possibly can to make sure your your Second Amendment rights are taken away? Absolutely, they do. But but you know, Charlie and I've talked many times off air. If things like that were really true, mm -hmm. people talk. Right. And what I mean by that is even people inside government talk and leak, and there's all sorts of things that would come out. And my point on some of these conspiracies just are. We'd know more if they were true. If they truly was going on the way that some folks believe, you know, the conspiracy sides of things, you'd hear from someone the reality of what's going on. This is another one of those on the meat side. And again, I'm not saying that's not coincidental because it off. It really is. It really looks really odd that there's been that many of them with that many fires. It's just For odd. Sure. Uh, on the same token, if there was some big, you know. Uh, uh, push, mm -hmm. governmentally speaking, to shut these things down, again, I think by now, somebody would say something. Right. And I don't find that, uh, you know, unlike the mainstream legacy media where you kind of like, oh, I got to watch everything with a grain of, you know, be careful what you listen to and, and they kind of spin it and you don't know if it's true or not. But, you know, industry publications, correct, different meat industry publications are still, uh, you know, pretty honorable and they don't spin stuff. They just try to report the facts mm -hmm. and they're a lot more accountable to the industry. Like they can't just yeah. say something well, crazy. Just like, like the auto industry. Exactly true. So just like I've been talking about the chip shortage for quite some time and the fact that the media and other places will tell you that, oh, no, it's not as bad as it looks yet the ins inside the industry they're telling you oh no it's as bad as it looks right. in fact it's probably worse S similar situation right correct 
That's right. You know, we're, we're monitoring ourselves, if you would, I guess is the best way to say that. Yeah, so I don't know. There might be a few of those plant fires that have been started intentionally by people trying to uh, cause havoc, but uh, I would say that there's lo- very little evidence that all of them are, okay. are being caused by that. Food production across the board, up, down, same. Is there shortages? Where are we at with that? Food production is up. Food, food consumption is up. Sales are up. Uh, you know, exports are good. Um, ag products are still highly sought after. We just hit a milestone, the USA to Japan and to South Korea, and a milestone for exports for beef. Uh, we're a huge net exporter of beef, so they're good. So they're in, t- any talk of, because there was reports out here, we, in fact, I was going to email you, but then I knew you were coming on, and uh, I just saw this one uh, a few days ago even, and it may have been an old article that was sent to me, but anyways, the article basically was talking about how, you know, this fall, a lot of the cattle farmers are talking about selling off their herds and this, that, and the other. And, you know, you hear those things from time to time. Any truth to that at all? Well, there is some truth to the fact that they are selling off because of the drought. They don't have the grass in their pasture for the animals to get through the winter. And hay is very expensive and fuel is expensive. So hauling hay around. So there is, um, you know, going to be a sell off. And right now, Beef will be cheaper now, they predict, than it will next year because there's more supply right now. Demand is good, but less supply next year should be in higher prices. But there's so many factors that come into play, like exports and, and how many cows are coming off dairies, that it's almost as hard as predicting what the stock market's going to mm. be in a year. There's just so many variables. Mm. But if as I look at the data, the data says beef's going to be more expensive first and second quarter of next year because the supply side will be drawn back a lot. So if that's something that you're looking at stocking up on, folks, I would say get that done now. Greg's got good inventory. He can supply that. And as I always say, he can deliver to you or ship out as needed as well. Jennifer, you're next. Go ahead, Jennifer. May I make two humble suggestions? Sure. One, as far as putting food in plastic containers, if it's prepackaged, no problem. Any clean container is fine. However, if it's raw food like beans or peas or anything like that, you might want to use the blue food grade containers. True. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah, yeah, and, and yeah, and sorry, I should have specified that. Yeah. In in the case of what I'm talking about, everything from Greg is already prepackaged, ready to go, put in another container. There's no there's nothing touching each other in that case. But yes, to your point, Jennifer, um, yeah, if you're just putting it in raw, right. yeah, you'd want to use a food container for Correct. sure. Yep. Definitely. That's right. And, and those are easily available from bakeries. True. Good mm. point. They have a lot of them. Great point. And and the silicon gel packets, uh, those can be regenerated if you heat them up in an oven. Oh, and I didn't know then, that. Uh, put them in a sealed container. So in other words, now, dry them out to be used again. Exactly. But huh? they'll turn into a solid blob. So when you put them back into uh, a storage container for temporary whatever, before you use them, you want to break them up back into a little crystal sand Makes sense. kind of thing and then put them directly in the package and close it up. Makes total sense. I, I get it. I Okay, thank you. I did not know that. Perfect. Sure. Thank you, sure. Jennifer. Take, sure, bye-bye. Thank you very much. Great tips, by the way. We yeah. have great listeners. I didn't know. Super. We have, we have fabulous listeners. Yeah, and I didn't I didn't think about that. But, yeah, all the beads I'm talking about are prepackaged right. food-grade right. plastic. Yeah. All of ours are, you know, all the things we're talking about with Greg specifically mm-hmm. are going to be contained on their own. Mm-hmm. In fact, even even the, the meat product we were talking about, those are individually packed. Right. So it's not like you're buying a big, huge box, and that's all its own package. No, they're individually packed inside the box, right? Right, right. 
in best, a food plant. Best way for me to say that. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, right. It's not like you, you know, it's it's not Greg even putting them in a Ziploc baggie and nope. then selling them to you. No, no, these are already done, ready to go, right. pre-packed, done right. deal. Correct. Sealed up. That's no, right. No issues there whatsoever. That's right. That's right. Correct. Yep. Okay. So food or meat prices will most likely be up first, second quarter of next year. We're now August, so we're into the third quarter. Fourth quarter will be coming around the corner. My suggestion to a lot of you listening is, and because meat will last in the freezer for a couple of years easily, sure. if you do that correctly. Yeah, if it's wrapped tight. Yeah. Right, wrapped nice and tight, which all of the stuff you're going to get from Greg is. That's the other advantage you have from buying from Ranch Fresh Meats versus anywhere else. You're not buying it in a little styrofoam container with a little piece of of uh, you know saran wrap on top these are full vacuum packed ready to go throw them in the freezer you've got at least a two-year shelf life doing that yeah and i think all food is going to continue to go up so i think if you're gonna if you have some extra money and you're gonna buy something for you know after christmas buy it now because your dollar is worth less after christmas than it is now and if it's a shelf stable item but you know everything in the food business lags can lag six months a year a food packer a meat packer or any food manufacturing facility, they do not like to raise their prices. They wait. The food business has always been cyclical. It goes up, it goes down, it goes up, it goes down. So a restaurant is like that too. They can't change their menu every day. No. So they, they, just have to, they, they either make a little money here or they absorb it there. Most food plants uh, send out pricing 30 days. It's good for 30 days. Uh, meat plants maybe By the way, that's why I don't own a restaurant because it's so tough oh, because yeah. of what you just said. You got to go to a digital menu and it could just say market price for everything, you know, but... You can't, but you can't do that. Uh, to, yeah, no, you can't do that because you have to publish a price, you know. Right. But, uh, my just my point is that food's going to continue to get more expensive. It lags, so you know if Be you can that. load up now, and you know I'm not saying buy five years worth of toilet paper. No, but, I'm not saying but, but, that. But no, but, but if you can buy those things and you've got the ability to store some of that, and Greg has made this suggestion numerous times, and I think it's a great suggestion. You can now buy appliances again. If you can buy a decent, even chest freezer, upright freezer, whatever it happens to be, you've got some space to put that, garage, whatever. Uh, it is well worth having that to store some of this extra meat. And by the way, that freezer will always get used. Right. I've, I've always never had used. an empty freezer, Greg. No, you can always use it for something. You could even use it for dry storage <laughs> if you had to. I don't know why that is, but it's always You always fill it up. You always fill it up. How many freezers do we really need? Know, There's three of I, us here. I got, I got more than I need. <laughs> yeah. The last thing, though, before we run out of time is I want everyone to have a couple gallons or big boxes of kosher salt. Okay. Not just table salt. It's got to be kosher salt because the flakes are bigger okay. and it's specifically designed to hang on to the sides of the meat. So this is in case you lose your refrigerator, yep. everything's thawing Good out, point. you're losing all your meat, you're going to get it all salted and soaked so Great you can point. still eat it. Yeah. All right, we'll have Greg back again probably next month. This is such good stuff. And as we head into the fall months, these are things that we all need to know. So again, Ranch Fresh Meats. Dot com. If you miss any of that or any of our other sponsors, just go to ready-radio.com. They're all listed there as well. Greg, man, appreciate you. Great. Thanks for having as me, John. Always. Good all to right. see you. We'll Take be care. back. Rush to Reason is next. we got movie reviews, and then I think Bruce Simmons is going to join us as well. So, guys, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. This is Ready Radio, KLZ 560. and opinions expressed on KLZ 560 are those of the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ Management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country station.